go check in with Rex Hoggard from the Golf Channel. He joins us on the Meyer LPGA Classic for Simply Give uh, guest line. And Rex, I was telling my good friend Mark Wilson, who teaches the PGA Golf Management Program, part of it at Ferris State University, yesterday was one of the most unexpected great days in golf in terms of watching it on TV that I've ever experienced. It was pretty special when you consider that the fourth to last group was almost as entertaining for a good minute as the last group. And the last group included Brooks Kepka winning his fifth major championship and kind of turning the golf world on its ear. So just from a storytelling point of view, from a journalist point of view, it was, it was special. I agree. Yeah, because you, you get Kepka now moving into golf's penthouse with the greatest names to ever play. Yet here's a guy on the Live Golf Tour. You also get the Ryder Cup debate, which I think we – touched last Friday or Thursday when you were on uh, the huge show across Michigan, and it was brought up afterwards, you know, Will Kepka. I mean, gosh, the way he played at Augusta, I know he blew uh, the final nine holes, but uh, and how he was at Oak Hill, it'll be tough to leave him off the team unless there's just an injury or an utter collapse the rest of the way. I do not admire the job that Zach Johnson, the U.S. Ryder Cup captain, has going forward. Kepka moved to second on the list. And you would think the deadline to automatically qualify the top six on the points list, qualify on August 20th. You would think that he probably had locked up a spot, but I don't know if mathematically that's the case. And there's a reason why. He, he's only qualified to play in two more events. We, we know that. He can only play the major championships as a live player. So that's the U.S. Open next month and then the Open Championship. Keep in mind, there's four designated events on the PGA Tour other than those that have larger purses than those two majors, more than likely, what we've seen so far this year. U.S. Ryder Cup points are based on money. So I think mathematically, it may put him in a difficult position where he doesn't qualify. And then let's say he finishes seventh or eighth, and Zach Johnson has a decision to make. It's going to be interesting. Now, what do you think is the, the public feel right now from the PGA Tour, and what do you think they're thinking behind closed doors? I mean, the PGA Tour clearly wouldn't be happy with that idea because you get sort of this intermingling, and I'm sure that's exactly what they don't want. What they don't want is this to become normalized. They, and I think, by and large, we've seen that in the last two majors, at least with the players. And we have not seen the animosity. We have not seen sort of that vitriol that we thought might come with the two sides. And a lot of that has to do with guys miss Dustin Johnson on the PGA Tour. He was their friend, and when he came back at Augusta, he was treated like a friend. And you can say the same thing about a lot of guys. Last week, Keegan Bradley was gushing about having a chance to finally play a practice round with uh, Brendan Steele. And they've been good friends for a long time. You see that across the board. No, this is not great for the PGA Tour, but I'm not sure they can do much about it at this point. Rex Hager for the Golf Channel joining us here on the huge show across Michigan talking about an unbelievable Sunday uh, in western uh, New York. Uh, the Europeans, I think you were the one that told me, there there will be no live European players on the European team. Is that correct, or is that part of that lawsuit, or what's going on? Uh, that's correct. If you're not a member, you can't you can't play on the Ryder Cup. And by and large, the, most of them have renounced their membership, and the ones that haven't probably will so soon. They, they've been fined for each one of the events, essentially, on live that they played. And I was talking with one player about this last week who is going to resign his membership. It's come up to about a half a million euros at this point, and mm. it's just going to continue to grow. So it's going to become cost prohibitive, and so I, you won't see any live players on that team. Uh, what about Kepka, just from a pure golf standpoint, uh, when he is now in that upper echelon, the penthouse, 
uh, with the greatest uh, capture in his fifth major with that PGA Championship win yesterday at Oak Hill. Uh, will this move to the live hurt his legacy? I think so. I, I think, I, I guess, I'll rephrase that. Uh, I guess time will have to tell. Because we don't know what the attitude is going to be towards Liv 10 years from now, or if Liv will be around, or if the PGA Tour will be around. I mean, the landscape could change dramatically. I, I think when you look at a player like Brooks Kepka and everything he accomplished, I, I think his legacy is going to be more based on the way he performs in the major championships. Now, is that going to be tainted by the idea that, oh, he took the bag? You know, that he took the money to go play on, on Live Tour, perhaps. But I think by and large, at least most people will look now at five major championships and the company that puts him in and acknowledge the fact that he is among the greats. Now, before I let you go, we, we have to touch on Michael Block and the hole-in-one, the thunderous roar to begin yesterday's round, the excitement and shock when he was paired with Rory, the way Rory became a fan of Block, uh, the crowd, then the dunk, uh, for the ace, then uh, the chip, uh, an amazing up and down uh, to qualify for the PGA Championship next year. Now getting invites to other golf tournaments. It it almost seemed like a PGA professional version of what John Daly did at Crooked Stick when the crowd just fell in love with him. Maybe, yeah. I think that's probably a pretty good comparison. I, I think maybe the modern era changes it a little bit, only because we were able, all of us able to learn so much about Michael Block in a very, very short window. And we all kind of became fans in that very, very short window. And you look at what he did yesterday, and I was amazed. I mean, just the emotions that he allowed the world in on. I mean, he, he was crying on Saturday night when he was talking about the experience. And then he was crying again on Sunday when he finishes up, and you're right, finishes in the top 15. There's a great video of him out there. He gets a phone call from the tournament director at Colonial, which is this week's tour event. And they offer him a spot in the field, and he starts crying again. And you realize that, man, this, this means everything to him. And I don't want to take anything away from Brooks Kepke. It was a fantastic performance, and I'm sure he, deep down in his heart of hearts, he shed his own version of tears. But, man, you could tell for a guy like Michael Block how much that meant to him. And, and the crowd, and I, I, I got emotional watching him. I didn't know who the guy was until 1 o'clock in the afternoon because I was busy on Saturday, actually playing out a golf outing myself, and – Got locked in, had to look him up on my phone, Google him, found out, you know, he's from Southern California, Mission uh, Viejo. And the one thing I told my producer, Superfly, before I came into the station, golf is the only sport where an amateur for one shot, one hole, maybe even a couple hole stretch can even hit a better shot than the best in the world can. And that's what keeps everybody dreaming and so connected to the game. And I think you saw that. I mean, the hole-in-one, everything erupted. Oh, you could gosh. hear it across the property. I mean, it was such a magical moment. And you're right. That's what they live for. And, look, I, I think I, I don't want to overstate Michael Block's story. I think this was his fourth or fifth PGA Championship he's played. And he's played in two U.S. Opens. I think he's played in 20 PGA Tour events. He has some experience at this level. This isn't your eyes showing up at the PGA Championship doing something special. But I was still just blown away, blown away by his emotion and how genuine he was. If he would have put on a Boston Bruins jersey, it could have been Happy Gilmore, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, you know what's funny is and he's also going to play in the Canadian Open. So now he has all these opportunities. And I yeah. can imagine at 46 years old that it's coming at him so fast.
Maybe in Happy Gilmore 2, it could have been Block fighting you there, and you're the Bob Barker. <laughs> you're the on-the-course on golf announcer. Uh, Rex, I appreciate everything, man. It was an unbelievable weekend of golf. The majors always lock us in and bring these great storylines. Appreciate your time. Safe travels, okay? Thanks for having me on. Talk to you soon. All right, Rex Hoggard from the Golf Channel joining us on the Meyer LPGA Classic for Simply Give guest line here on the huge show across Michigan.